Hi, pals. Welcome back to the Heart and Hustle podcast. I am Angelica Yard. And I'm Charisma O'Keefe, and we're here every Thursday talking to you about business, balance, and creativity, and all sorts of other things as well. All of the things. If you are new here, we have been podcasting for over five years, talking to some of our favorite experts in their areas of wellness, of all kinds of things, education, photography. We just had an amazing author on, toy making, you know, please, if you're a phlebotomist, come hang out. Like, (laughs) we really enjoy talking to different people about what they do and how uh, their lives as entrepreneurs intertwine into their everyday, regular, regular lives. So we've just been hanging out doing that. And then occasionally we talk about our lives because we too are entrepreneurs and we have been for decades, almost decades, yeah. <laughs> almost yeah. two decades. Uh, this is when we're too old to be on this show. So uh, we typically talk about that stuff. And then occasionally, like today, we'll talk about a little bit more of the balance side of the lifestyle of things that you can do that keep you sane while you run a business. And if you aren't already, make sure you're following us on Instagram at Heart and Hustle Podcast, Facebook at Heart and Hustle Podcast, and on Twitter at Heart Hustle Pod. Uh, and leave us a review wherever you leave reviews because reviews are fantastic they help new people find the show um, and bring them in and there's always like there's always new people finding the show that don't find it from social media so that's i it's because of your reviews so thank you please keep those coming we really appreciate it yep so today uh and now that we are in waking up in the morning and the temperatures are in the 60s it feels yes. like fall this week in Florida. <laughs> so. Oh man, like walking, like I've been walking in the evenings and it's just like, no humidity. the whole time just like, this is amazing. Can you believe this? Like anybody who's walked past us must have been like, what is wrong with you? I know but if just- you are a younger person, you're probably like, do old people talk about the weather this often? And 100% that is a real elder millennial I feel life like, choice. I feel like it really, weather affects you so much more when you're older. When I was a kid, I didn't care if it was hot, cold, whatever. I was like, I'm going to go have fun, not think about it, whatever. Now it's like the weather can dictate my entire mood, my well-being. Well, it's just because our plans revolve so much around the weather. Like you have Mm -hmm. to go and do things when you're in the spirit and it feels good to do things. And when you live in a place like this with a subtropical climate where it's very extreme heat and very extreme humidity, it's oftentimes just like, I don't even want to go outside. But now that it's going outside season, AK being safe about it because it's still in a panorama, even though Florida's been done with this since March 2020. Like, I, <laughs> March 31st, 2020, or the two weeks. As and has Florida America, was like, honestly. We are done. We are out. Whatever. Peace be with you. Uh, enjoy the pandemic. Done. It's not. Uh, but we're trying to figure out ways and talk about ways that you can enjoy this fall season, uh, enjoy Mercury retrograde. I started what yesterday and still kind of. Yes you know, be able to feel comfortable without feeling like you have to take big risks to do and see yeah. fun and cool things. So like two weeks ago we were recording and yeah, we were kind of talking about, you know, goals and, and if we wanted to put that like pressure on ourselves and that sort of thing. And I was like, I'm not going to do fall goals. We were both kind of like, yeah, we're not going to do that. And I still feel like, you know, I want to more focus on like having like an autumn bucket list or a fall bucket list as opposed to like goals per se, because I know myself as a person, I put a lot of pressure on myself. And if I make a list and I say like, this is a list of your goals that you have to get done, like then I will just get them done. And that sounds like it's a good thing, 
But the, what happens is that whatever I have to sacrifice, I'll be like, that's fine. Mental health, who needs that? Like, who needs healthy mental health? I'm going to work on this goal list and, like, not let, you know, eating or water or anything come between me and these goals. So instead, I'm kind of trying to reframe that narrative and be like, okay, what's, like, you know, a fun on a bucket list, list of things that I can do this fall that I can focus on doing. If I don't get all of them done, that's okay. You know what I mean? Like, this is like a fun list. This is a list that is counteracting all of a, what we have to do to run our businesses in a pandemic, because it's not the same, right? It's like supplier chains are still messed up. Like, you know, like I'm sure that there's going to be issues with the post office and stuff like that this season. Like there's so many other things that you're worried about while running a business in a pandemic and then also just surviving a pandemic. Right. So it's like, that's something we still have to worry about. We still have to be careful. We need to, you know, wear masks. We need to go places where we're going to be able to not be in massive crowds and things like that. So it's like with all that going on, I wanted to find a list that was kind of like, or create a list that was like happy and not pressure and kind of relieving some of the pressure of just daily pandemic life as a business owner. Um, and we had the kids over my nieces and nephew, we had them over the other day and that really helped get me into like an autumnal mood. I was like, okay, like I'm feeling it. Like, cause kids just love holidays and they're so excited about it. And you know, they're not, of course kids are being affected by the pandemic, but you know, some of these kids only know pandemic life. So they're pretty resilient and they're just like, Hey, we're going to just move it along and stay happy and wear our masks. And like the three of them, like they just wear their masks, they go about their business and they have fun, you know? Um, so I was like, okay, we need to do a little bit more of that, like being safe, but having fun. Um, so we made these haunted gingerbread houses with them. And that was so fun, a little bit hard. <laughs> like I was like, oh, I'm surprised that two adults like are struggling helping three kids like make these, but it was, it was hard because they're not like, the uh the Christmas ones where they just stand up straight these ones are like supposed to like look all you know kooky and whatnot so they're like literally some of the walls are sideways and stuff so yeah getting them to stand up was a challenge but we we got them all to stand up and we decorated them all so I'm like even though I've technically already done it I'm I'm cheating a bit and putting the first thing on my autumn bucket list is going to be that the haunted gingerbread houses because then, you know, I can write the check, which makes me feel happy. And I know I've already done something on the list, but I definitely want to add that as like a yearly thing that we do. We got ours from Trader Joe's. They were super cheap. Um, but yeah, that's definitely going to be like a yearly thing we do from now on. Yeah, we were in Trader Joe's the, uh, a couple weeks ago and my child pointed that out and I said, absolutely not. And kept walking. <laughs> oh, sounds now I know what to buy an extra one and invite her over. I genuinely, with every uh, fiber of my being, will do it for Christmas and put myself through the nonsense of putting together edible homes made of nonsense. But it's so wasteful for me that I have such a hard time committing to doing it because I just feel like it's such a waste of stuff. <laughs> and even the kids are like, oh, it's so nice. I'm like, okay, I guess. I guess I'm not, I just didn't grow up with it. And to me, it's just like, it's a waste of food. Where oh, I could just you didn't grow up with it? Okay. That food. makes We did it. Sense. I mean, like at school, we did it. And every time we did it at school, I looked at all of my classmates, like we are just, and this was pre-kids because we're old. It was yeah. gingerbread crackers and et cetera and things like that. And so I was just like, I just feel like this is so wasteful because you don't eat it. Why <laughs> so don't you eat it? Germs. I ate mine as a kid germs 
But there's uh, no well at school, yes. I yes. would eat the one at school. I'm like, because I, we did them in a gymnasium. Oh <laughs> my god, no. no. We did ours in the classroom, but I don't know if you even guys in the did classroom. This. Ew, girl. Yeah, no, no. I'm saying I get I get the school one. I would eat the one from home. But the re- the other reason I wouldn't eat the one at school is because we made it around a milk carton. Did you guys do that too? No, this was okay. all pure. It was like nonsense. we put the milk carton in the middle to like I guess prop up the house at school and I was always just like it was just so gross to me because like it was just an empty milk carton that they didn't explain where it came from it came they're just like here's a milk it came from the lunch ladies collection yeah that's what I'm just like so that means one of the many children in the school drank out of this milk but my kid also we are not big on sugar and stuff and she isn't like even if she gets the opportunity to eat it she's very short lived just because we didn't we don't grow up so i feel like it again it'd be a waste at home she'd eat like a piece of it and be like okay that was great and then we just throw the whole thing away and you could give it to somebody who loves sugar that's disgusting (laughs) (laughs) i so in a perfect world like in the future i would actually bake like the walls myself just because I don't like the prepackaged gingerbread. The rest of the stuff I'll eat. And the kids were snacking on like the candies and stuff while we were making it. But the gingerbread itself, like when it's that sort of gingerbread, it's like hard and it's very like they put a lot of like preservatives in it to like make it last. Yeah, a long it needs time, to last obviously. from like May to it doesn't like <laughs> taste yeah, like it doesn't taste the best. Like so I would love to get to a point where I like actually bake the actual gingerbread pieces. Um, the rest of the kit, though, is good. The icing, delicious. The candy, delicious. But I would love to eventually be on, like, a next level. And, like, well, actually, I think for, for Christmas, we might get to that level. Because already, like, the kids and John were talking about, like, what they want the Christmas ones to be like. And they were like, oh, we should use the, like, instead of using um, frosting, we should use, like, that fluff stuff. Do you know what I'm talking about? And then, like, one of the kids was like, yeah, what if we use, like, coconut pieces, too? So, it's, like, they so they invented, like, three different types of, like, sh- icing that th- or, like, uh, snow icing that they want to do. So, I'm, like, cool. Let's do all that. So, if we're going to be buying all those extra pieces anyways, I think I might just try to bake them for Christmas. So, we'll see. But, yeah. Oh, we, we will eat it. I mean, I don't – I'm more of a chocolate girl. I don't really, like, need all the rest. Um, but the kids were, like – yeah they're like we're gonna eat this now they didn't eat it at my house they (laughs) I was the typical aunt that like you know had them make the house and then take it home so they could eat sugar on Sunday around their parents Um, but for me it was great because we were just watching Halloween Town making our houses listening to spooky music so I got all the fun side of it and then I sent them home with all the like the sugar house and you know their parents had to deal with that so sorry to Randy and Anna (laughs) here for their, their life my child was like i watched <laughs> halloween town high and it's the third of the and i'm like girl i was alive for all this stop right she's trying to explain to you you're like she, girl, I, you didn't explain halloween town to me let me tell you child explaining is more annoying than man explaining any day of the week because these little these little brats will come in <laughs> and try to tell you all about things that you already know about as if they are educating you something you've never heard of and she tried to explain to me the halloween town trilogy i don't even like halloween town but oh i've seen God, it, I it love halloween town. Like, 
all the time growing up during the month. Yeah, of the kids haven't seen Halloween Town yet. Well, she's um, seen Halloween Town one, two, and Halloween Town High. I'm trying their to explain parents to me the difference. Are older like than me, so they they they're like, "What's Halloween Town?" So I was like, "Oh, when the kids, I realized the kids hadn't seen it. I was like, we got to sit down and watch this like immediately." Kimberly but yeah, I, Halloween High is not like my jam as much. I like Halloween Town one and two better. Halloween, yeah, because Kimberly J. Brown was the queen of Halloween for like two years or whatever thanks uh-huh. disney um i guess she's still doing that on tiktok that i definitely saw one of her like tiktoks of her during the whole marnie situation let me tell you though when i watch that back as an adult it's I'm a like, terrible film a- no no it's, it's terrible. a good film you however it last year it's terrible she is a bad behaved child she's a poor that. all of the children are poorly behaved she's really the mean mother is very poorly behaved the grandmother is even worse because she's like i don't care what you say i'm gonna do what you want <laughs> like no one is her. doing well except for uh, like the fucking skeleton taxi driver dude i feel no, like that's, he, well he's not great either because he gets overtaken yes he gets yeah. overtaken but he's it's just not a good film it's just it's good it's don't very, listen people go watch all Halloween Town, it's amazing. If we have to choose, it. like, I guess it's to move on, things you should watch that are fall inspired, <laughs> that's probably a good safe bucket list thing. And a lot of, um, like, drive-ins are doing them as well, or outdoor theaters are doing, like, fall movies. So I feel like that's a good that's option to do either at home. You can host one with, like, maybe your pod if you have a pod still, or go out to a drive-in or go out to somewhere like Indian where it's outside. And you can so what Halloween movies do you like? I typically am I it yes and like it just depends. Like I feel like I tend to lean obviously towards all the the classic horror things just to get them on my system. But I rotate them now. I feel like I'm old enough now where if I see one like one year, I can go five years without seeing them. So it's like I just have to figure out what system. Like right now, I haven't seen Jeepers Creepers in a very long time, so I'm like, oh, I want to watch that in October. Oh yeah. And then I watched West Crate, like New Nightmare, uh, which is a Freddy movie, Friday Thirteenth movie. But it's the like I think it's the third or the fourth one, and it's very uh, like Robert England is playing Robert England, but also playing Freddy. Like it's very like that type of thing where it's kind of making fun of the movies but it's also real so that's funny to me i don't know if it's funny to everybody else but it's hilarious to me yeah and so i watched that the other day but we've been watching some kind of cringy horror stuff all throughout the years so i'm just trying to figure out what to watch and then uh in terms of like non-horror things obviously everyone watches hocus pocus if you were born in the 90s that's just something you do also yep. a movie where like the older i get the le- the least I like everyone involved. <laughs> I'm like, is it just the cat that was not like? Is it just Thackeray that's just the least annoying person in these films? Like, I don't. I love Hocus Pocus and the Adams Family. And oh Adam's yeah, Adams Family values. values. Of obviously, that's one that we watch every year just because it's a dream and a treat to watch Angelica Houston do anything. Yeah, not that we have the same name, even though hers spelled differently. She's just a gem, and there's no better. You know. Morticia and Gomez to this day there's been no better like you just can't there's no better ones but I did see on um because I have Peacock <laughs> I don't pay for it. it's included in cable for the the old old millennials who still have cable and they had all of the classic uh like TMC monster movies like the you know 
Oh yeah. So I thought about maybe watching. Yeah, we'll get into those because they're funny. And then obviously, um, goodness, what is the Frankenstein one that's very funny? Whatever one, whatever movie that is. Yeah, I I feel like I just pick and choose on what I haven't seen in a very long time. But I think the things we watch every year are probably Hocus Pocus and Adam's Family and Adam's Family Value. More so Adam's Family Value than Adam's Family, to be honest. I feel like this. It is so good. Yeah. It's just, there's no skips. You know what I mean? Like, I could be on my phone during Adam's Family, but like Adam's Family Value, I actually sit and watch the whole thing and obviously recite the whole thing and go through the whole motions from start to finish. But I feel like, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. There just hasn't been anything new that slaps the same. Yeah, I'm like, I don't think John has seen The Craft, so I'm going to have him watch that oh, this year. Oh, that's a very good one. Yeah, I watch it, it like, year. yeah, I watch it without him. Like, I've seen it recently because I watch it, like, I'll just, like, put it on during the day and be like, I'm going to watch The Craft because that's how I am as a person. Um, but I don't think he's ever seen it. So I'm like, I'm going to have him watch that. I feel like I haven't, haven't seen the Scream movies in, like, That's why I, so minute. the Scream movies are ending on HBO Max, like, tomorrow. So I think I might... Like I started to watch one, I actually think two is better than one, and I've watched two several times. So I think I might go back and rewatch one just for the sake of like watching it. But two is just it's again the the sequel to me slapped harder than the first one. That was just my opinion, still is as an adult. But I will go back and watch the first one because I just feel like the first one was so like new to the scene that it kind of had to do a lot. Like, it was doing a lot for this, you know. Yeah. Ghostface was doing a lot. Like, it was just a lot going on. <laughs> I also feel like I I haven't seen Get Out in a while, and I would actually like to watch Get Out again. Um, especially, like, it's not like... It's scary when you first watch it. I'm thinking now, because this will be, like, my third watch. I don't think I'll be, like, as scared. I want to, like, like, pay attention to details and not so much be afraid. Um, but it's just such a good movie, and yeah, I know that he has Candyman out, and I'm just not. Oh sure yes, that I, I have to watch Candyman. Are you That's, gonna go to? Are no, you gonna I'm do, gonna I'm buy afraid. it because it's like twelve twenty dollars to rent. Oh, um, you can on okay. Amazon Prime right but now. But I'm just like, so seeing scary movies in the theater is like not my favorite. Even like outside of COVID, like even when it's not COVID, it's like because I it's just so it's so loud and you can't look away it's just scary so i'm like i prefer to watch scary movies at home so yeah well i, I heard have, that it's good though i've heard it's terrible but i'm watching really? it anyway. uh, i think from a, like the average viewer it's good from like a horror fan standpoint the critics were very like it's it's not good so i I'm i will say it was a white person that told me that it's good yeah the black horror fans have been like so no. i feel like I feel like, you know, if you're white, you might be like, it's good. Not because you're, but you also might be like, I don't want to say it's bad because like, you know, because there's like racial components, I guess. Yeah. They did, they said like, they basically kind of threw Yaya into a, a hole. Um, this is the kind of stuff you guys are going to listen to on our Patreon if you care enough for me to talk yeah. about <laughs> the actual semantics behind horror movies, which we did not sign up for that. <laughs> you were like this is a business podcast but that's where we'll get into that so. uh but yeah just a long tldr because no one cares it, it definitely they they did very little with a very talented actor and yaya has so much range where it's like it was very frustrating to see the way that his character was portrayed in the film but yeah maybe is, we should do a jordan peele movie deep dive on patreon because i think that yeah that and it's me i mean it's nia da costa so it's very hard because she it was the first like she was the first black woman to have like a number one movie <laughs> first black yeah. director which makes no sense that is, this is problematic 
uh, in its own. And she's a fantastic director. I don't think it's really... I think there was a lot of opportunities that people needed to mess up. But that happens in a lot of films. Everything is nuanced. It's entertainment. And we're going into strikes and all kind of other stuff in Hollywood right now. So Yep. So the classic thing to do during autumn is always like either crafting pumpkins or carving pumpkins. Um, And we did like we got the little craft pumpkins for the kids to just like paint on, um, which were like from Target, super cheap. Um, But I also love to carve pumpkins. I'm going to wait a little bit closer to actual Halloween to do that so I can put them out and whatnot and they don't get all disgusting. Um, But yeah, I love carving pumpkins. I found out one year while I was like carving Iron Man that I'm like really good at carving pumpkins and I don't really know why it's very strange, but I love it. And yeah, it's it's like tiring when you do the crafting and the cleaning out in the same day. So I'm going to make John clean the pumpkin out. And then I'll actually carve it. Um, But yeah, I'm definitely planning to do some Marvel characters. um, Probably maybe like a Star Wars character. We'll see. Um, But I I love, 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 love carving pumpkins. I'm just very weird about it. I might even like give some pumpkins away this year. Because I'm like, I don't have enough space to like put all these pumpkins out. Just come put them on my my front door since I still live on this main effing road and you know I'm not going to carve pumpkins. You already know and especially for Christmas like you're going to come outside one day and you're going to be like what the heck is this because I'm just going to put stuff November 1st baby you're going to see stuff at your door I'm just saying. I actually did not carve a pumpkin until my child was two so how old was I? 27 years old. That is bananas like, the kids are old enough to do it together and we did and uh she was like why have you never done that? that's like, have you bananas met me. you've met my i was like you've met my mother to answer yeah. the question uh which i find i think it's an entertaining craft i am with you where i feel like it's a messy craft that requires a lot of maintenance yeah uh, i'm not very good at it but also i only did it like two times so what do i know um but I, I, yeah, my friends are very into, I feel like Floridians in general, all the friends I've met are really into pumpkin carving. <laughs> and I'm just like, I feel like everyone is okay, into pumpkin carving. That's, it's not that big of a deal in, in, in Black Atlanta. I don't know about White Atlanta, but in Black Atlanta, no one cares. <laughs> it's not a big yeah. deal. Culturally, it's just not a big deal. So I came here and people are like, Pum, like scream, like I'm like I will absolutely rather paint pumpkins. That's my jam. I like to paint a pumpkin. I like to spray paint it. I like to. Do oh, I like to do that too. A rifle situation where you all kind of, of it. Floral or Kokarina, who is Karina, amazing designer uh, in Greece, has always done amazing like painted uh, pumpkins previously. So I just like to see what people. It's the same thing with Easter. I like to see people paint the eggs like traditionally, like as art instead of. I'm not, it's not that I'm not impressed with carving. It's just like, it's not my jam. But if you can like make a pumpkin look real cute with like a little floral situation or some type of lettering, which is very difficult to do on pumpkins. I don't think people understand. It is. Uh, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's just like, it's extremely time consuming as well for a craft. And that's why I say like, cause if I clear out the pumpkin, which I can do really well, cause I've been doing that forever. But by that time, my arm is going to just not be its best for carving. So it's like he has to clean it out and then I will carve it because um, it's it's very if you would like <laughs> an assistant who is six and a half years old. She is free at any time to hold. I am and make her hands very messy. Very excited to have you all over and carve pumpkins. She I love whatever pumpkins. she wants. She does not care. 
Um, I, I'm like, I'm the same. I'm like, give me all the crafts. All the I pumpkin think, crafts. Yeah, fall decor and decorating your house is a really good thing to do. Even especially when you have little itty bitty kids who are not in vaccination age getting to do all the fall crafts like you talked about like there's fall and everything doesn't have to be obviously Halloween thing there could be other things that you can start to do in October that lead to your Thanksgiving so gratitude rings trying to stretch that stuff out as long as possible because it is a good season to have people reflect and I don't think it's just doing it that said that last week in, in November I really think it's something you should do all year round but early you start in the fall it's really a good time to be reflective uh gratitude journaling is a really good thing to do with kids uh, they're at the age especially when they're writing this is a good way to practice handwriting but also a good way to practice gratitude um my, my kid has a gratitude journal and i'm like just at the end of the day wrap it up and let us know what you're doing um in terms of just crafting i think just doing crafts in general with kids or even with your friends you can do outdoor like i feel like pumpkin carving is a really fun thing you can do outdoors safely without having to like put yourself at risk for covid so just finding things like that that are fun to do um fall scavenger hunts are another fun like easy thing to do with friends or with like you could do a, a scavenger hunt crawl and safely partake in whatever you like to do to enhance your experience <laughs> but to do that around your neighborhood is a really fun thing to just try to find different things my friend does a uh she does one every year i think it's, it's how is it christmas it might be halloween they do a like thing it's a whole scavenger hunt thing that she does every year and every year she asks us to come and every year i say no i'm too uh black for that but i love that you go to other people's yards and take pictures but if you like just walking and looking at the sidewalk and that type of thing that's a fun thing to do within without kids like just getting a bunch of friends together and trying to find the most ridiculous Halloween decoration, especially if you live in a place like this where people start to go big or go home with Halloween. Like it's really a big deal. It'd be fun to see some of the craziest stuff you could see and make it make a thing out of it. And so I think that's a really fun alternative. If you're not feeling like you want to do trick-or-treating this year, which you're totally fine. Um, another thing that I would rec that I we might do with some friends, but I know people have been doing this in the neighborhood. We did this last year that came out of COVID was just that, which is not new, like the act of booing people, but our neighborhood in general has put together a list of different kids putting together like the addresses, the ages, the different allergies and stuff. So you can just pick a family to, or pick a people on the list or it's your turn. You're going to pick a bunch of people on the list, put together some bags and then go put little whatever Halloween trinkets on people's doors. So the kids who can't trick or treat still get something and it still feels like oh I feel special because somebody thought of me and it's not a ton of money because it's the same stuff that you would give out if you're giving out to retreaters um and I think that's a really fun uh opportunity or something you could do with your and even as a grown-up I'm like if you get together a bunch of little bottles of wine or whatever vodka whatever it is teas and put them together in a little baggie and drop it off to all your friends' house. It's a really fun way to like celebrate October without having to say we we have to have a traditional Halloween party that we always have or whatever the case may be. Which getting booed, I feel like, is so fun. Like we didn't have that. I mean, I don't know if it existed when I was growing up, but I, I just definitely not something I heard about until like more recently. And I happened to be over at you know Randy and Anna's, and like the doorbell rang. And I guess she already knew about it because her neighbor texted her like, oh, you're next or whatever, just like so that the kids get into the door. And so she was like, I don't know who it is. Go see. And they got booed and they were so excited. And I was just like, what is this concept? This is amazing. So 
explain what boot is just in case like people, yeah, people don't, don't fully... live in the suburbs and don't have kids so i'm sure you'd be like what because I, I yeah i was like what's going on guys i was so confused the act of like putting together a little treat bag and going to drop it off on your friend's like doorstep or whatever and being like oh like you got booed and sometimes it's like well, like you said where your neighbor wants to, the kids want to see each other so you kind of make it a thing but for the most part you just do it when they're not home you just drop yeah. stuff off and then they well, come and that home was, and like, exactly like there wasn't anybody there like they dropped it and left but i guess they texted her so that like she could have the kids answer the door just to see, see to be there. surprised yeah. Yeah, yeah, so she wouldn't go to the door and then have to close the door and then be like, come here. <laughs> and then yeah, exactly. And, like, I think that, like, in some neighborhoods, like, in her neighborhood, they, like, then you have a little ghost that they just, like, it's, like, a cutout and you put that on your door and that people, like, people know you've already been booed so that, like, then another family can get booed. Oh, that's sweet. That's and not they how use they do the it same- here. <laughs> Yeah, so, like, one lady starts it, and she, like, prints out a certain amount of ghosts that are for, like, the whole neighborhood, and then she has a bucket, and then she puts the, like, fun stuff in the bucket, and so they reuse that bucket for every family. You just, like, you know, dump it out, obviously, with COVID, wipe it off and everything, and then, um, yeah, and then, like, you put the little ghost on your door, and you're like, oh, you know, we've already been booed and then you pass it on to, you know, pay it forward to another family and, and go give them treats and snacks and things like that. That's And it was a good mix too. They got like some pencils yeah. and I was like, okay, like, it's not just like, you know, candy. I was like, okay, this is like cool. That's yeah, it definitely is. It's nice because, you know, a lot of kids have different variety of needs and a lot of people don't like giving their kids. I'm like, I feel like I feel like it's an odd situation. But to me, my friends, like most of my friends, if we don't or our kids aren't big, kids, even when they get it because they weren't used to it. It's just like to them, it's too sweet. It's like, okay, why did you, why does this exist? So they're not big candy kids. Like I don't have a lot of kids in my life personally are big candy kids. I didn't like like candy growing up and I still don't actually. So I I, I get that. I like baked goods, but it's just like, I don't know. We do a lot more like crafty things. Like go in Target, get those little craft in a bag that type of yeah thing. Like pencils, it's like it had whatever. like the pencils and the cute erasers and just all that cute stuff but it was like halloween themed so like that was really fun i think that there's so many things that you can like candy is fun and like i i think if you like candy and your kids like candy then like great halloween's awesome but i just think that like adding in some other stuff too so it's just like not just yeah about just allergy free stuff like I, fruit snacks obviously or dried fruit like I, I know a lot of kids again we live in a little bougie world i'm like i give kids dried organic mangoes and that is like a jam for the kid you know what i mean like so that type of thing just figure out what works for your list or your people i liked like snickers bars and do that. what is that one it's like three musketeers i liked those as a kid snickers, i didn't like it, any before, if it was a candy that didn't have like um chocolate i was like no but if it was a candy that was only chocolate i was also like no so but i just like the act of getting it all that's what i yeah. liked about i feel like, like as soon as i got old because we didn't trick treat at all and then when i got old enough to have cash like in high school i would just buy the candy like i was like why no would I oh my god i like the last time i went trick or treating on candies when i, I was like definitely own. too and then get the candy that i want <laughs> No, I love the act of like going in and doing it. Um, yeah, so it's like, but I would just trade with people to get like the candy that I liked, or even just give away because I'm like, like you know, I don't know all those like like the ones that are not. I don't even know like nerds. What do they call? Yeah, the nerds, warheads, the like all that stuff. Yeah, not for me. Not a fan. 
warheads like things like that i would always try to pretend to like warheads because everybody else liked them and it'd be like we yeah, did live in a, gay, like, a time where warheads no. were very popular I they don't were know they and i would i would keep trying yeah. and i would just be like this is just not for me like i just don't get it <laughs> it's it's not a taste so of candy. <laughs> as someone who loves to be cozy because that's you know my mo at all times i just love being cozy um, I love fall because of that cozy feeling. And for me, it's definitely a time where I like to practice huga. And so, you know, it's um, kind of like a, a Danish slash um, Norwegian slash Swedish, like the, the word exists in that realm of uh, the world. Um, and basically, it's it's kind of hard to explain. And I definitely think you should read up on it instead of like just taking one definition. But it's like a an element of coziness um, that exists. And it's a part of their culture. Um, and it's a lot of it has to do with like textures and like moments, like, for example, a great example of a huga afternoon would be if you had like, four or five friends, like it's normally like small groups, right. And it's like, there's a huge thunderstorm outside and you're baking bread and making a homemade meal and playing, um, you know, Scrabble. Like that's like a very huga evening. So I really like to focus on like bringing that into my life, um, especially during autumn. It's something we do all year. If you don't know, my husband is Scandinavian. So it's like a part of his culture. So it's like, I, I feel like we're like meant to be on that because I'm just like, man, I just love this part of your culture. Like being cozy. Are you kidding me? Like, yes, yeah, sign me up. Um, so yeah, so it's, you know, lots of, we read lots of books this time of year, like having warm beverages, having slower mornings where like, okay, we're going to, you know, sit, look outside the window, have like, you know, a, a hot tea and then maybe go for like a long walk, just the two of us. Things like that, um, kind of focusing on that more during the season. And what's great is like they're free and so many of them are COVID safe, right? So just little things that you can add into your day-to-day to make your life more cozy, like having a ritual of in the evening, putting a candle on at a certain time, you know, maybe you put a candle on before dinner and your house is filled with that, you know, delicious smell, whatever that is, that smell that you prefer, Um, and just maybe enjoying like a candlelit dinner or, you know, that sort of thing. These things are not things that have to be expensive. They're just like simple additions that kind of like, uh, just make your life more enjoyable and bring you into a more relaxed state of mind. Um, and just help you almost like kind of like a little mini celebration of the day, just enjoying things more, all of that, just taking the time to, to kind of do that, make your life more intentional during the season. Um, and of course, it's like, who is something that you can have in any season, but especially I think in fall and winter, especially winter, actually, but for Florida, fall, fall and winter is pretty much the same thing. So um, it's just really like a time to like pull that in and focus on that. And so if you're kind of, I think, kind of dreading going into fall and winter because you live somewhere where, you know, by the time winter comes around, it is truly going to be too cold to do things outside. And you're going to be, you know, kind of worried because we're still dealing with COVID. And I know, I know from experience now how hard it is to be somewhere during winter, during COVID, when it's like a real winter, it was very, very, very rough. And I've mentioned on here a million times that like my mental health definitely suffered. But I think that practicing huga is kind of one of those things that can kind of get you through. Um, so yeah, just being more intentional, enjoying those moments with like your warm food and, 
you know, your hot drinks and your board games and, you know, spending one-on-one time with a friend and just having those quieter, more intentional moments. Um, And I think that's something that everyone can do. And again, doesn't have to cost money and is definitely COVID safe. So dive into that this, this, this season. And I'm, I'm going to try to share on Instagram kind of more of just those daily things that I do to, cause I've been really bad about sharing on social media lately, but that's because I've actually been doing the work because it's, it's taken everything in me to like get out of being depressed. Um, so it's, my focus has literally just been on like making sure that I don't slip back into, you know, the patterns that like, I, I guess led to that. Um, so I've just been like, so focused on like my well being, but now I'm feeling like kind of like, okay, I've got this under control and I feel like I can kind of start sharing more of that this season. So if you're looking for little ways, I'll definitely be sharing them on Instagram. Yeah, for sure. I think a couple of years ago, my friend had a hookah party and it was really, truly one of the funnest things we did because we got to introduce, because obviously being an old blogger, I think people were talking about hookah forever. Um, but being able to introduce it more to the mainstream through different brands mm-hmm. and different things and kind of having the conversations and I got her like the little book of Huga and all that stuff. It was a really fun opportunity and she's made that part of her practice during this time of the year. So that's been nice to be able to share an experience. So there is, you can be as intentional or as not as you want. There's no like A, B, C, D, E, F, G thing that you have to do to make yourself feel that comfort that coziness yeah just really embarking that sense for yourself and what that looks like for you um and you I really do recommend getting that book because it is a fun easy like illustrated guide to be like this is why the Danish do it and this is the reasons behind the intention between the candles etc like this is where it came from historically yeah and you can choose and pick and choose whether you whether it works for you or not like you may not be a that's what's person. so great about it is it's like yeah because like Everyone there pretty much practices it, but they all practice it like a little differently, you know, and it looks different season by season, person by person. Um, So like you said, like, it's nice that it's not like a a checklist to be like, you have to do this to be practicing Huga because I'm like, I don't need another checklist. (laughs) So (laughs) exactly. No, that's definitely I think uh, just anything intentional. I think having this time period to check in with yourself and really looking back before you get into you know, Q4 is right around the corner, literally two days from now. Uh, so we start to put a lot of pressure on ourselves to say, you know, we have to do A, B, C, D, E, F, G before the year is over. And I think maybe taking this time to set an end of the year intentions and guide and try to ease yourself into the last three months of the year because it is so uh, anxiety driven. It is very stressful and we still are in the pandemic. And so you have to make smart choices like we talked about a couple weeks ago and just really taking this time to enjoy that last little bit before we get stressed. But just being able to set intentions for yourself to say, hey, I'm going to set the mantras for yourself. I am going to, or I am good about taking care of my health. So I will be doing A, B, C, D, E, F, G during this time. Or I'm good at protecting my health and my community. So I'm refusing to do whatever it is, just sitting down and kind of taking time to reflect on your year and not really making it stressful because I think there's an eight like a difference between seeing end of the year lists and being overwhelmed by people's accomplishments which happens and that's a real thing and that's living your truth that that stresses you out but you can also look at it and say that was their journey and they had a good 2021 and I'm so happy for them and that was not my journey that was not my experience I experienced something different I struggled a b c d during this time 
But I know that I got through that and that is my twin twin. I'm thankful that I got through this first three quarters of the year without, you know, not not being here, like you're still here. That that in itself is an accomplishment. And I think we need to do better and more on that and trying to understand and take care of ourselves, preserve your mental health before it gets to the point where it the end of the year is just difficult. Like even without COVID, I think it's difficult if you don't have a certain family situation to see other people have that. It's difficult to see other people talk about their businesses and how much money they made or the end of the year in your reports financially. If your business did terrible, you had to shut it down. If it tanked, if it closed, it's difficult if you had a divorce. It's difficult if you lost a child. So, or just existing. Like it was difficult if your brain just does not work the way everybody else's brain is and you got to fight that for the whole year to get to where you got to go, that is difficult. And that is okay to live in your truth and say being, you know, neurodivergent in a atypical world, it's dip, it, in a typical world, it's difficult. It's very hard to navigate. And like, I had to struggle with ADD or ADHD or finding a therapist or my therapist broke up with me. You know, there's so many different things. My meds were all off. If you deal with, you know, issues, not even just like mental, but also physical, or you had COVID and you still are struggling trying to recover. And it's not fair that you got it from somebody you were being safe or if you weren't, you know, it's just not fair you were dealing with this thing and now it's changed the trajectory of your life. So I think if we start to take the time before we get into November and December and really try to set ourselves up for success instead of setting ourselves up for failure by getting into comparison traps or being getting FOMO about traveling. Like I said, like we talked about before, uh, a lot of people traveling right now and that not everybody can hey, because of finances. Maybe they lost their job and they're just building that money back up or because you're like, hey, it's a pandemic and I don't want to be outside. I'm high risk or I have children who are unvaccinated or whatever the case may be. And so you may feel sad or upset when you see these things. And it's just time to set yourself up and, and start to set a healthy practice of looking in the mirror, talking to yourself or writing things down where you can set yourself up for success so when november and december does get here you're not drowning in like regrets and upsetness or, or harsh things or even sit down with your therapist and say hey I, I actually heard this podcast and they started talking about things i can do to set myself up for success what do you suggest that i should do so mm-hmm. yeah 100 percent. i mean this year was hard for a lot of people and you just have to remember that a lot of times when people are sharing online um they're sharing kind of the best of right so yeah, don't compare yourself at the end it's of the year. It's a highlight reel. It's dude. a highlight reel. Yeah. And it's like, that's why I'm like, I always feel bad because I don't share a lot when I'm not doing good. But it's not because I'm I'm like, oh, I want to not share. Like, it's not because I'm like, I don't want to be honest in in not like in what I'm going through. But it's like, I don't have the capacity. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm assuming a lot of other people are the same way that it's like, if they're just struggling to get through the day, they're not like, oh, let me make sure that I update you know, social media to let them know about this struggle. Like, I just don't have any energy left for that when I'm going through not a rough energy time. Or like, I'm, it's none of your business. Like, I just don't. I just that don't. too. I don't, yeah, I it's like it's not share in general with a lot of people. You, anyway, yeah, like, and I, person. for me, like, I probably would share it, and I, I have shared after the fact, but it's just hard when you're you're in going that through the trenches moment. Yeah, it's just like the last thing, that, like that I can make energy for is going to be social media. Like, And I if you are sharing, I think that's amazing and brave. But I've never awesome. been against people sharing their struggles while they're in the moment because that's another way to cope. And as yes. long as you're being safe while doing so, and if it's helpful for you, absolutely keep doing that. One thing that I've been trying to, to do is like remember, and I've done it a little bit on Instagram, but I'm trying to remember like after, for me personally, I would like, like after I've gone through it, 
to share about it. You know what I mean? Um, instead of just going straight back to like, oh, everything's happy. Like I do want to share more about those things. It's like for me personally, I like the idea of doing it. I just I'm not the type of person that can do it in the moment. I just don't when I'm when I'm in that place, like I just don't I can share about anxiety in the moment. Can't share about depression in the moment. I just don't have the energy to do so. Um, so I'm normally not even on social media a lot when I'm depressed because I just don't have the energy to do so. So um yeah. So just keep that in mind that a lot of other people are that same way where they're just like, oh my gosh, I'm going through it. I don't have the capacity to share on social right now. And so you're not seeing a lot of their bad times, but you're seeing the good times, right? So just keep that in mind when you're going through something. And I know at the end of the year, there's all these like end of the year lists and like your top nine of like the coolest things you did this year. And like, you know, just all of there's just like a lot of like, look at my year. I, it kind of feels like graduations now, like, you know, like American graduations, like it used to just be when you actually graduated from all of school. And now it's like every year there's a big, huge ceremony. I feel like the end of the year, it's gone from just being about like holiday time with your family and like maybe doing something cool for New Year's. And now it's like, look at all I've accomplished and whatever. It's and I year, I don't think like my yearbook, like look at my Exactly. Yearbook. Yeah. And I don't think it's, I think it's a good, it, I think it's very good. And we've talked about this before. Entrepreneurs, we often don't have the same measurements of like regular jobs to like see like, wow, we actually have been doing good. So I think that it's good, you know, to celebrate yourself and to say, here's what I've done and whatever. But I think it also can be very triggering for people who, like you said, maybe didn't have a good year or, or even if they did, and they're just playing that comparison game to somebody else's year. So yeah, just, they're like, I had a yeah. year and then you're like, well, Jordan Fisher had an amazing year. <laughs> yeah like that like you know what I mean like exactly I I think it's just important to remember like everyone's on their own journey and like everyone everyone has accomplished something this year every single person if you think you haven't please slide into my dms I will tell you what you've accomplished this year everyone has accomplished something like you you still got up and got out of bed and if you didn't get up you got up like you got up yeah back over went back to sleep like you know what I mean like you just still made the choice to keep going like I think that sometimes we forget yeah how what a big deal that alone can be like that's such a big deal if you went to work this year and you at all hated your job you know what I mean like that is a big deal like the little things matter as much as like if you went to the olympics this year just as important as somebody went to work every day this year yep. when they didn't want to. You drank a glass of water at some point, so I'm you proud of you for that. Drinking water, if you're not, please go drink one right now. <laughs> yeah, you drank you drink a glass of something that at least contained a little water a at little some point because you're alive. You're so doing good, you're doing you know, great. Um, so yeah, it's just like don't play that comparison game at the end of this year. If you know that that sort of thing is going to be triggering to you, think of another thing that you can do um, when those po- like posts kind of pop up that you can kind of distract yourself or delete the apps dude positive. like delete yeah if, if, you, if you want struggle to for you yeah. delete instagram off your thing and pop back up january 15th when everybody's talking about school you know what i mean like it, it's told there's no rules yeah. or regular you don't have to be on to like if you had if you lost a child in any type of way you don't need to make yourself or torture yourself to see everyone else post about their kids during christmas if it's a trigger for you you know there's just so many things where i think we need to be more open and honest with ourselves. Again, this is why I'm talking about like checking up with yourself. This is just a, you having sitting down and having conversations with yourself on how you can deal with the end of the year and just know, like admit to yourself, honestly, it's a healthy for me to do X, Y, Z. 
if it's not healthy for me, how can I stop doing X, Y, Z? And stop doing it may being like, just delete it off your phone. You don't tell anybody. You don't need to have a conversation. You don't need to announce it. You don't need to do anything. You just delete off your phone for the month of December, pop back in January 15th and be like, hey, how's it going? What's good? I was yep. indoors. Checking Listen, social media will still be there. It's not going anywhere because these people still got money and these billionaires need to go to space. Yep. Apparently, I can't. Oh, man. I told John, I was like, no matter how much money you get, don't ever surprise buy me a Tesla because oh, I don't word. want to support we that were... man. And... But he was it... like, you don't want one? He's like, he's like, if I if I got you one, you would really like we return it? And I was like, probably. Week <laughs> this past weekend, which was outdoors, um, which was really cool. David did it a long time ago. This was where he first just drove a Tesla and we were there. And it just like it sucks so much because they're such fun cars. I know but they're there beautiful. Are ones, there are other options, you guys. And now we actually got to meet an amazing, brilliant entrepreneur who hopefully maybe she'll have her on this podcast who is doing customizations for Ooh. EVs. And she's like this amazing black woman who just built this amazing app. And we were just there, like in in awe of like all the things that she was doing and like tell us more about the space we obviously want to convert and switch away from that the oil and engine lifestyle at least for me personally i definitely don't want to buy a a regular daily car one electric vehicle so that's my choice um but yeah that that is definitely something you can look into is not going into space (laughs) yes don't go to space um okay so the last two things i have on my autumn bucket list are to learn pottery and by that I just mean like I would like to like fully learn it but I I want to at least take the first steps of like maybe finding a studio I don't know it's like weird with like COVID time so I'm like can I like be in my own little like bubble while doing it like I, I have to like basically I know nothing and I have to like start if that makes sense I've I I mean I did pottery like in elementary school you know what I mean like where we would put stuff like make stuff and she'd put it in like the kiln and then we'd get it back like you know the next time we come into art and things like that so I liked it a lot then I was very into it but I just haven't done it at all since then um so yeah so I know I do have one friend in Orlando who he does it a lot and he's made a ton of things so I was gonna kind of reach out to him and be like hey like what studio do you go to like what is like you know just the 101 of what I need to know before like going in and kind of getting I just want to like do something like that with my hands, you know what I mean? And just something where, I don't know, I just, I like that type of craftsmanship. So I'm, I'm excited to kind of get into that. And I kind of want to get back into doing things with music. For those who don't know, like I'm a trained vocalist, I played violin. Um, and so I kind of want to get into some other instruments that I haven't played a lot of. Like I've, I think a lot of vocalists and just a lot of like musicians in general, like have a general knowledge of piano. Um, and so I have that, but I, I kind of want to get into something different. Um, so I'm kind of, I have a guitar, but I just, I don't know. I can't seem to get super into it. I'm kind of thinking about getting a ukulele and kind of getting into that. So we will see how that goes and I will report back, but yeah, I definitely, I miss having hobbies that I don't get paid to do. You know what I'm saying? That's a real... I don't like, I love pouring candles and I'm super passionate about bringing Kismet and Christmas candles into people's homes because they're good candles. It's a good product. 
they are safe. They don't have a whole bunch of nonsense in them. And they smell awesome. Like, I know that they're mine, so I'm biased, but they really do. Like, that is the one thing when I do get the, like, rare chance to talk to someone, um, like, to, like, present them in person because, you know, it's been COVID. Um, But I've done a few markets where, you know, I've been safe and whatever. They've been outdoors. And people are always like, oh, my God, I can smell this through my mask. And I'm like, I know. Um, so I'm passionate about that, but it is work now, right? It's not like a fun hobby. Like it used to be something that I would just be like, I'm going to pour candles for myself or, you know, a family member or friends or whatever. Now it's, you know, something I get paid for. So I really am like, okay, I love the idea of, you know, getting back into music and doing pottery and not getting paid for them. That's real. I just sent you a link to the Potter Studio that my friends go to. Um, anyway, because <laughs> I'm like, it's a big, I'm like, excited. I know a couple of people, especially the plant girls are really into pottery right now. The plant girls and Seth Rogen. Uh, and that's what's so great <laughs> is that, like, I feel no pressure about being good at it, which, like, it's something I've had to literally work for 34 entire years to not feel pressure about like being good at new things. So that's a new concept for me. Like I used to be like, well, I don't want to do it because if I'm not perfect, like if I'm not perfect the first time I try it, then I don't want to do that thing. So unless I had a national or a natural inclination for something, if I wasn't good at it immediately, I would be like, I'm never doing that again. Um, So, which explains me in most sports. Um, But yeah, so I'm like, I don't feel that pressure anymore, which is so freeing. And I don't feel the pressure to be good in front of people because it's not something I'm getting paid for or like you know I need to be judged for so it's like if I make a really terrible looking you know mug or whatever and the only person who can see any beauty in it is like my mother that's fine (laughs) yeah you know so yeah that's that's exciting to be like and I'm already good at music so no worries there (laughs) that is a very good idea for the fall if you are looking for like a three month you know like I said last fourth quarter thing to to jump into is maybe finding a hobby that you aren't good at something you haven't good at and trying to like dip your toes into the waters because I think that's a struggle for most creatives at least Mm -hmm. is trying to make yourself do something that you know you're not good at and like seeing it through until you create a product and like learning how to be better at it is really challenging because for creatives and gifted kids which most of us are both you know we you excel at most things by doing it the first time and i see this with my own kid is like there's things that she excels at by doing the first time and things she struggled with she's like oh that's trash i'm like no no it's not trash yeah you just don't know how to do it my friend you just don't know how to do it and that's hard too because i feel like you know a lot of us back in the day had parents that weren't informed on how to handle that yeah and so for it's like for, for my mom it's like with everything i had to bring home you know, I had like a, a percentage, but it's like I was allowed four A's and two B's. Like getting a C was not an, an option and, you know, getting too many B's was not an option. And so it's like I learned like you need to excel in everything. And if you're not excelling in it, then it is pointless. There's no point to do it. Like that was like my mindset. Um, There's just like anything that I wasn't perfect at, I needed to like kind of cover that and like be ashamed instead of just being like, this is just a fun thing to do. Like, why wouldn't I do this? This is fun. And that's why I was like, okay, if I'm getting like, if I'm picking up a hobby and getting back into one, it's like, okay, the one I'm getting back into, it's like, okay, pick something you're already good at. That way you have that maybe a little confidence boost if you need that. But then with pottery, it's like, if I go in and I'm like trash, then it's fine. It's like, no one's going to care. And then I can always go do something musical to make me like, to kind of like uh, balance it out you know yeah I really am into the idea of more adults taking because I may never be good at pottery <laughs> uh, just taking 
inhibitions and like trying to do their like taking responsibility for their hobbies or putting making their hobbies a priority because i think what's happened in traditional society is that we obviously had children because children i mean they were great they one carried on the family lineage but also because they worked they worked on the farm they worked in the family business Mm -hmm. etc and that's why people had multiple kids and now it's moving away from that society and fewer people are choosing to have children the people who are having them later on in life it's very important for a even if you're a parent not to have your own things and so i think that's nice that we're talking about having things that you're interested in that are outside of your kids outside of your marriage outside of your job outside of your family unit whatever that may look like outside of your partner outside of whatever you have your own hobbies so if those hobbies are traveling if they're roller skating if they're pottery if there are and there's nothing that's i think too saturated to try like i feel like that definitely becomes an instagram thing where people are like oh well everybody's getting into plants so i'm not getting into plants or people are getting into macrame so i'm not gonna get into macrame or people are getting into roller skating so which I'm not is into weird i don't understand situation. that let like like the things that you like and if yeah. nine thousand other people like them there is no like community that's too big for you to pop your cell phone in there and join it and you may enjoy it too so i think don't be distracted by that nonsense if watching move if binge watching is your hobby you are a grown-up as long as you're paying your bills the way you need to and taking care of your mental health that can be your hobby like do not let anyone shame you for sitting down and watching netflix on the weekend and being up to date on shows and other things because that doesn't mean you're bad just because you don't like to do things like hiking if you're a hiking person and that's your hobby shout out to you it doesn't make you any better than the cyclist like there's just being an adult and finding the things that you enjoy and finding the yeah things that, that is amazing you make you happy like that's such a it doesn't really matter what it is as long as it's not hurting anybody else like go after it you know um and I think the more hobbies the better for sure whether you have a family or kids or yeah. not like obviously the younger your kids is the harder it is to do things but you still can do one thing for even if that's reading one book a month get in yeah. that book club Find your people and you read that one book a month and that be your hobby and that is your thing. But it's very important to And I can't stress this enough to say, like, again, as a person that does not have a child right now, um, please let us know if you're a person with a child, if you're a parent. Like, if you have a friend that doesn't and they're not, like, the most irresponsible person in the world, like, let us help you. Like, I love watching... I, I, cause I'm just like, you know, I don't know your friends. So my friends, like I would trust them with a kid, but I don't know your friends, but I'm just saying like, I love watching my friends, you know, kids and getting like letting them have the opportunity to do something else, whatever it is. Um, it could just be simple as going to see a movie or maybe they want to, you know, go to the gym or maybe they want to work on a craft, like whatever they want to do. Um, and even if it's like, Sometimes it means like, okay, maybe you don't have, like, maybe you don't leave the house, but maybe they come yeah, over. Yeah, okay. like watching a movie in home, like literally, please yeah. drop off your kids so I can walk them around for an hour so you can sit up and catch up on like, exactly or whatever it is yeah. that you're into that you can't watch when your children are in in your home in your vicinity and you're too tired to stay up and watch. Yep. Let me yeah. come over and interact. I think a lot of people that have kids, especially multiples, like they, like, and I know that like I've been reading, you know, stuff about this lately, like how, you know we used to like have a structure where there was more help. Yeah. And now like a lot of, yeah. Parents feel like very alone because they don't have like as much help as before from other family members and stuff. And like, I, you know, I just think that, you know, we need to recreate our, our own new families. I think chosen family has been kind of a big like wave of that. And just because you have your, 
own children doesn't mean that you still can't be a part of someone else's like extended chosen family. You know what I mean? So it's like, maybe you don't have, like maybe your parents uh, cannot watch the, the children. Maybe you don't have siblings that can watch the children or, or whatever the case is, but like your chosen family or your friends, your chosen family are still like, we, we want to help. So um, just please don't <laughs> like, I, there's people that I've had to ask so many times, like people who I'm so close to, I've had to ask literally like more than 10 times to finally, and it's not because they didn't want me to watch their kids. Trust me. I know it's not that, um, but it's just because they felt guilty about, you know, taking time for themselves. Um, and now they finally do. And it's, you know, it's a game changer. So you deserve time too, just because you're a parent. And even if you're a parent of multiples or whatever, doesn't mean you don't deserve time. Find someone in your chosen family. We're happy to help, um, in whatever way we can. So I want to hear about your hobbies. If you're listening, um, that you're going to be getting into because I'm just so in, yeah, like kind of like you said, like adults, just like getting into these different things. Like I love it. Well, also, I love when we were little. So many things that I never have heard of. Yeah, when people are saying just in this this page that you sent me, like right now about the pottery thing, I just learned that there are different types of kilns because I didn't know that. So they have four electric ones and two gas ones, and I don't even know that there's a difference and what they do. So now I'm like interested to be like, ooh, what is what is all this and like what is like low fire Reiku capabilities? Like what is that? So there's just so much to learn. Yeah, I think that's it. I have the haunted gingerbread houses, craft pumpkins, carved pumpkins, practice huga, which in, you know, is a lot of different things. Learn pottery and get back more back into music. Not just singing in the shower, but actually focusing on an instrument and whatnot. We'll do I think you do. should put out a movie list and maybe do one that's scary and one that's like not my so scary. My friend sent me one and like if you like my horror idea of horror is very nuanced because I'm an old person and so she sent me one that was like terrifying spook like some girl on Tumblr did it. maybe I'll send it to you and you can post it so the the other girls can see and I was just like no. <laughs> it was like not uh, scary enough yeah i'm but i'm also like i said i'm old horror like i've been watching horror films mind when i say mind i'm not kidding like i was watching the omen in, in kindergarten like i get okay it, so. so then how about we put out on social i think we should just each put out maybe like a seven to ten list like autumn movie you know, like you do yours and I'll do mine. So mine will obviously be the one that's like less scary. And then yours can have like some of those scarier options on it. And we can put those on because I think that'd be interesting. We I should do it again for the holidays. Just go make James Wan happy while malignant is still on HBO and watch it and laugh because it's very funny. <laughs> I'm like you, like even just the documentaries you watch, I'm like, I need to sit down after right this. Right now I'm watching <laughs> Nuclear Family, which is a docuseries about a lesbian couple who had two surrogate children, um, which is oh, very new on HBO. And then one scary. of the uh, dads awesome. decided to take them to court. So oh, you're looking see, for... 
Every time I think it's going to be like, oh, it's like a heartfelt story, no, like this heartfelt. family, you're like, nope, now something bad is happening. Yeah, because he was like a very, and both of the donors were gay men and that they lived in like San Francisco and this guy was a really good lawyer. And so that's what happened is that he like loved his kid, which is not, you know, it's, it's so nuanced. And so they're talking about the nuances of like doing that in the aid because they had their kids after in the mid to late 80s and then having to go through this process in the 90s of like paternity court and etc cetera, etc cetera. but it was really good insightful look into like what that is like but it's a docuseries on hbo and it's it's going like the first episode just dropped this week so go look at nuclear family and wow. learn about you know how other people have had to struggle for us to have the rights that we have yeah all right well we will be back next week talking about business stuff again um but if you have a autumn bucket list if you have some things that you're looking forward to doing this season uh be sure to share them with us using the hashtag boss so hard so that we can see what you are up to and until then we will see you next week toodles bye